You are hanging out with Scooter and this is Let's Chat with Scooter. These are conversations with people that I've come across on my path through this wonderful journey we call life. They're stories I hope will impact you on a personal level, lift you up, educate you, make you smile, or inspire you to reach for your goals and dreams so that you may be the best version of you that you were meant to be. Let's spread the positivity. And now, today's chat. Welcome to Let's Chat with Scooter. Today, our special guest is Laura Kay. Laura, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Well, hello. Thank you for inviting me for your show. Uh, I feel honored. It's my first podcast thing you're like interview in the state. So I'm also a bit nervous. But thank you, man, for, for having me here, first of all. Who am I? I'm uh, Laura Kay. I live in the Netherlands. I'm born in Hungary. I'm 24 years old. Yes, yes, I am. I'm myself. I'm me. I love music and uh, I'm an artist. I make music. So you're born in Hungary. Um, tell us a little bit about your upbringing, your childhood. My childhood. So I am adopted. I'm raised by a Hungarian man and a Dutch woman. They couldn't have children, so they uh, adopted children. Um, I was in the Netherlands, like, I think before my first birthday, a little bit before I turned one years old. Yeah, actually. Two summers ago, I met my f- biological family for the first time in uh, in Hungary. So yeah, my childhood was, by the way, great. I think it was just awesome, my childhood, when I'm thinking about it. Yeah, man. How would you explain to someone who you've never met what type of work you do? I would say to them that I'm a songwriter. I write songs for different artists. Uh, sometimes they leave the vocals on it, and sometimes they lead, let someone else sing it. Like sometimes I have to write just a song for a singer and sometimes I have to write a song for a DJ or, or whatsoever. I do that. I, I am also a producer. I produce for now like for a one and a half year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we call it, w- with the songwriting, we call it top lines. So a DJ is asking me like, I want a song about uh, this feeling and it needs to have this vibe. Uh, c- can you do something for me like that? So yeah, basically that. So you're an artist of music. I'm an artist of music, yeah, man. <laughs> when did you decide to get into music? I mean, growing up, did you feel that you wanted to learn an instrument or sing, or how did that come about? Well, actually, uh, it's a fun question, because when I was really young and YouTube just came out, like, I think I was like, I don't know, like 10 years old or something, I was going through YouTube and uh, seeing seeing all different things, and then I became became across this this band called Paramore, and I was immediately sold. Like I saw a live performance, I think it was of their their song "Misery Business" or "Decode" or something, and and I listened, and I was just sold. And I said to my father, like, "Hey, I want a guitar. I want to make music." So so yeah, it, it started because of that band. I think it was the first international music I ever listened to. Other than other than a guitar, what other instruments do you play? I, I love playing the drums. I play a little bit of guitar then. I play a little bit of piano. I play a ukulele a bit. I play um, bass a little bit. I would love to learn the cello. 
but but yeah that I never played that before but that's that's my goal to to also uh learn that instrument have you had any formal vocal training and if so tell us about that yeah, I actually did. I, I, when I was younger, my mom put me on this singing classes uh, of the school called Babette Labay. She's actually one of the greatest vocal coaches in the Netherlands as well. She also flew to America to do uh, the idols vocal coaching there and stuff like that. And I had group lessons there um, when I was like, I think I was like 12 to 14, something like that. And I was in Amsterdam. And then after that, I didn't have really uh, singing classes or anything for a while. And then I, I went to the school called the Herman Brood Academy, which is uh, actually the same school as Martin Garrix went to. So that's really cool that I was in that school. I thought it was amazing. And there we had also singing a class from uh, one of the greatest. So yeah, I actually had singing classes, yeah. You collaborate and do a lot of work with artists all over the world. Um, how do you connect with them and from what places have they come from? How I connect with the people. Actually, the biggest mistake, what, what I made in the beginning of my career was wondering why I didn't make any connections while I'm still in my room, you know what I mean? So actually what I did was on the other day I just thought like, hey, let's just find some producers in my school to, to make music with. And so, so you meet mutual mutual producers, mutual friends, and all that. So you you become you, when you meet one producer, that that producer knows another producer, and that you know, and go on and go on. And this one time, I was in the studio in Rotterdam. Uh, I remember I forgot uh, my rolling paper to to sm to sort to roll one to smoke one, you know. And I, I walked in the hallway to see if someone was there who who had paper. And I saw this dude standing there with a big furry jacket. And I, I, thought, I thought, yeah, he probably smokes. <laughs> so I walked up to him and asked him for a paper. And we immediately started talking uh, because we, we clicked on, on one way and we started talking. It was like, yo, what are you making? And of course, what are you smoking? Blah, blah, blah. And, 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 and he went in the studio and, and, and he listened and he said, that's dope. Uh, give me your phone number and um, let, let's see what we can do for each other and, and so on and so on. So I went to a lot of studios. I meet a lot of people. And that's how I became in, in the industry, I guess. You receive a lot of requests for doing vocal tracks or beats for people who have vocals. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that process. How does that work? Well, actually, on different websites where you can sell stuff or where people can, for example, Fiverr. I think many people know Fiverr. And then someone connects me like, hey, I see that you do vocals. I have this track and I'm wondering what you can do with the track. Or sometimes a, a label comes up to me or sometimes a producer comes up to me and asks if they um, need stuff. Yeah, so, so on Fiverr you can do that. You have BeatStars and you also have uh, Soundbetter that is actually from Spotify. So for the artists out there, that's a really cool thing. Uh, Soundbetter is great. Fiverr as well, actually. Because people think with Fiverr, I thought, oh, people always say, oh, I thought I, Fiverr is everything is so cheap. And yeah, that's true because Fiverr is famous for the name, of course, Fiverr, to get something for five bucks or something. But there are some, some diamonds on Fiverr. So I, I saw some pretty good producers and uh, some pro uh, vocalists as well. And yeah, that's, that's how, I, um, how I do it. Yeah. What are some of the labels that you have had the pleasure of working with? Uh, a lot of, um, how to say it, 
So I'm sorry, my English is sometimes not, not so good. But I had a lot of opportunities uh, for, for big labels. Um, I think the biggest thing I did for a label was for Sony. I did some stuff for Cloud9. I did uh, some stuff for Armada, Spinning Records. So many, actually. Um, all all smart, small, small things, but yeah. Tell us a little bit about your background. What was school like? Were you a good student? I was a I was a funny kid I I think well I found myself really funny as a kid let's <laughs> I um no I, I was not so good student because I never wanted to to go to school or I just never wanted to make homework or I, I didn't find it fun I I rather made music all the time but I I was I think I was a good kid not always but I was hyperactive I can say that <laughs> Did you have a favorite subject in school? Music, for sure. Music, yeah. And did you play any sports when you were younger? Nope. Oh, yeah. Well, well, well what the fuck? I'm saying no. Like, playing sports like right now. No, not right now. But when I was younger, I did many sports. Like, I tried almost everything. And my parents were always supportive. Like, if I wanted to go in football, you go in football. I did hockey. I did... I have all my swimming diplomas because my parents thought that was really... Um, important to know how to swim so uh yeah and sometimes basketball uh, sometimes boxing a little bit uh, pfft, everything almost everything but not for a long time because i didn't enjoy it that much all the time so with like one week uh one month hockey and the other month uh football and then you know go on, go at least on. You, yeah but at least you tried most people don't even try it so i think that's a at least a good experience for you yeah, yeah, I always got like, we moved a lot when we were younger, so um, you meet new people and when I just moved in Barneveld, the place in the Netherlands, the kids in, 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 in my, actually my neighbor, uh, uh, my neighbor, he, he played hockey and um, so my mom's like, oh, is that not something for you? And, and yeah, and that that's how I got on all those sports because other people were doing it and they're like, hey, is it not something for you? And like, I can try, you know. If you were to describe yourself in a few words, what words would you use? <laughs> uh, what words would I use if I describe myself? How I describe myself? Uh, I think I'm a loyal person to my friends and to my family and to, to the people that, that I connect with. Another word how I describe myself is creative. I'm creative. I'm a creative person. Let's just say I'm funny. I would have to say you're probably one of the kindest people I've met. So oh, that's that's nice, man. That's we'll really I to, really appreciate it. Thanks. We'll have to add the fourth one, kind. And um, what Thanks, is I? Uh, yeah, you're welcome. What is your current favorite song? Current favorite song. I have many favorite songs, and I can't pick. But the one that I always put on to listen to to let listen to others is mostly julia michaels and trippy red jump i think that song is so underrated but that's a really good song and then do you have a, a playlist that you always play when you're in the car yeah yeah when i'm in the car i mostly listen to hip-hop because i just i just really like the 808s underneath it and the kicks the 808 is basically the the bass that you hear uh up on the kick and i really like that sound so i'm mostly mostly i'm listening to rap caviar the playlist. Yeah, it's really dope. What is your favorite place that you've ever visited or lived? 
the favorite place what I ever visited or lived, uh, I think Norway was really cool. Uh, I think I can say that I lived there. I was always um, going, moving forward and backwards to the Netherlands and Norway. I think that's so cool because we don't have mountains in the Netherlands. <laughs> that's really, it's really, it's all flat. And, w- and the first time I got in Norway, I saw I saw these huge ice things hanging on, 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 on uh, how do you say it? Like those rocks, you know? Uh, how do you say that in English? The There's icicles. Mount. Like you can, you can grab it from, and then it's a stick. You know what I mean? <laughs> icicle. Is it icicle? Is it called icicle? That's yeah. a fun word. That's an icicle. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, when I saw that, that that's actually the first time I saw that, and and that's just dope. I love Norway. I think that's. But my dream destination is for sure Suriname. Why? Why? Why sooner or not? Because they have the jungle there, and I once saw. I just. I have. I. I have like. Um, my best friend. Her family is also Suriname, and and I remember um, every time when I get there, or every time when I, I go, uh, they always have food, and the food is amazing, and they always like, hey, you need to eat, and when you ask in the Netherlands for someone, hey, can I get a bite from a stranger, they'll be like, yo, fuck off, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But but but. but but every time when I ask someone from Suriname or like, say, hey, do you have a bite? They're always like, hey, do you need more food? You know what I mean? It's interesting uh, how some of the some foreign countries, they're so welcoming to everybody. And yes. it's a shame the whole world can't, you know, behave the same way. I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. What are some things that you're not good at that you wish you were? Football. <laughs> No, for real. I, uh, I, I I really love I love I love I love football because I love having a rush, you know. So when you kick the ball very hard, you feel that adrenaline, adrenaline, you know what I mean. So, but every time when I try to kick a ball so hard, I or I miss the ball or I I hit it wrong, and it is just I don't get the effect that I want to. You know what I mean? So yeah. I wish that I could play football to put also my 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 rush in there you know but i suck and i hate it what would you say was your most embarrassing moment oh <laughs> well th- i have one really embarrassing uh, it was when i was like eight years old people if people are listening from uh, from school at that time i hope you don't remember this but i do so we had a test like an exam <laughs> and it was like very quiet but i had to sneeze and <laughs> when i sneezed i farted and the whole class was laughing at me like like i even tried to blame someone else because i remember this one kid looked at me and was like who was that and i looked i looked i looked at him and i, oh, I think and i said another boy's name and i think it was him but there was only one people buy one person buying that shit and the rest knew it was me <laughs> so it's terrible well you almost pulled it off I almost put it off. Almost. But I was young. Come on. Don't blame me. <laughs> you still probably get an A for your effort, so. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if you uh, could be anybody, real or fictional, for a week, who would you want to be and why? If I could be one. I think I want to be like an old man or something. Explain why you'd like to... That's that's (laughs) an old man. Awkward silence. No. (laughs) No, there's got to be a background for that one. Yeah, true. For sure. Um, 
you know, I can say Spider-Man and stuff like that to to, to to fly and so. But let's keep it let's keep it real, right? Let's keep it, let's try to keep it real. So why did, why I pick the old man is because, especially a man, an old, an, a really old man who 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 has been through stuff. You know what I mean? Because I want to see when you're when you're older. I want to see if life experience what it does to you. You know, and when you're like eighty or ninety, like. What does life experience do for you? How would you feel when you're that old? I'm just curious, you know. When you're older and we'll say maybe just wiser, <laughs> what do you want to look back on as some, what do you hope your memories are or, or high points of your life would be? That I was happy that I enjoyed making music and I enjoyed my job and I want to look back at that I accomplished something you know what I mean like I did that and I'm proud of that you know like being looking looking back at something that you're proud of making even maybe maybe even making some history I mean we are already making history because we are history you know what I mean but yeah maybe leaving a legacy or some um, or some extra knowledge or something yeah tell us about where you live for those who've never been to the netherlands uh, paint us a picture of what life there is like what is life like in the netherlands so i'm always jealous because i wonder also in america like how is that as as, as a young young kiddo you know but but in the netherlands it's like at what what age like right now for like how do you want to see it like for kids it is i think it's it's a good place for kids here the schools are um the schools are, you know the thing is you you hear so many people hating on 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 in the netherlands then about the government and stuff like that is it affects in every country the government sucks at one place of course but in the netherlands they all have it pretty pretty well fixed i mean for example uh, health insurance everyone has one you know uh, everyone that 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 is um everybody e even a hobo gets help you know when they're really sick you know what i mean yeah so so that 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 is something really good in the netherlands y yeah what else it's chill you're allowed to smoke marijuana here uh you're y there are hookahs here which 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 is funny because n i don't see any dutch people barely dutch people on the red light district there's like so many tourists it's insane but that's what we have here i think everyone knows a lot of bikes everyone is uh, driving their bicycle riding their bicycle a lot of students here yeah also international students here a lot like a lot of them are here <laughs> what are some of the favorite places you like to visit or spend time i mean are there parks you go to to maybe just uh, try to create or think or unwind To be honest, I'm not really a travel person or I really enjoy my time the most <laughs> in my studio or in my in my house making and creating But if I had to pick one place in the Netherlands, what is my favorite place? You know, I, I really love the Tivoli's here in in the Netherlands, you know Tivoli like um, Where you can win stuff by shooting and and and, and you okay. know, okay yeah, I love arcades, but you also have those those things that are outside, you know, that people build and then they come and go, you know. Do you have that in America as well? Carnival, like a traveling carnival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I love that. That's one of the that's that's seriously one of the favorite most favorite things for me to go and spend time in the Netherlands at. Tell us about the day when the lockdown began and you heard they were closing all the coffee shops and why a <laughs> coffee shop being closed is so important to someone from the Netherlands. <laughs> Uh, oh my god yeah well that's hilarious uh i remembered um i was at home and uh the this thing this the, the how do you say it the menis how do you say that in in, in english no th the bus of the country how do you s not not the bus what the fuck am i saying the bus of the country that would like god i need to find the english word the minister yeah yeah, right? I think it's that. Okay, so he was talking and he was saying all the rules because it was emergency thing on the television, you know, I think we all had that in, in, in our countries. But he was saying like, oh, um, things are getting closed. And he was saying the line like, um, all the stores are going to close, all the restaurants will close, all the cafes will close, all the coffee shops will close. And I suit up. I'm like, no fucking way. I... I, I, I I think that was the fastest I ever went out of the house. Like, I'm always so slow and, and I was running and I was running to the coffee shop, like, <laughs> like calling all my friends, like, guys, 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 it's closing, it's closing. And then I went to the coffee shop. Luckily, I was the first and I got something. And when I walked out of the coffee shop, there were lines, bro. There were lines like, uh, holy shit. I never saw so many people in front of a coffee shop waiting true and then the next day because of all the criminality and stuff like that the government decided oh never mind the coffee shops are open you can get your shit there but don't uh, smoke it in the coffee shop so oh it was so funny because so many people had stashing up and they're like oh shit now i have so much <laughs> and everyone can go back to the coffee shop <laughs> so yeah, that was fun i had to run because oh my god i didn't know for how long I thought it was funny just to run and just go get it immediately. I think it was just panic a little bit. Americans were running for toilet paper and um, you guys are running for uh, pot. Yeah, <laughs> they were here as well. The toilet paper was here also a big issue. Like, goddamn, you know, it's not the you biggest live in the issue. woods. You got leaves. Yeah, I was like, I'm like wondering why do people why do people like take toilet paper of all the things you can get why toilet paper like we got smart we just decided to go for the kleenex because if the toilet paper is empty on the shelves and there's all these kleenex we're just going to go that route <laughs> it's also an, uh, an option yeah single use <laughs> <laughs> single use oh my god what is the most important thing you think you've learned in life so far I think the most important thing I've learned in life that it's actually this 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 one guy told me this. Uh, his name is Ras. He is actually the guy I first made music with for like for real, you know, for real. <laughs> and he always told me that it's okay to, if you want to be a better version of yourself, that's that's never never wrong. So if you wanna, if you say to him, you know, I think I should see a therapist because. Uh, I just want to talk to some uh, he would say immediately like yo that's very professional of yourself that you that you want to become a better version of the person you already are so i think that is no shame in the game if you want to talk to someone or like that is the biggest thing i've learned 
and it, that it's okay. Another teacher actually said to me in school that it's, she told me once like, hey Lau, just respect that if you have a bad day, that you have a bad day. And I've learned that that is actually a couple of years ago and that that helped a lot. Like just, I have a bad day. I'm accepting that I have a bad day. <laughs> yeah, I always tell people uh, if uh, you're having an issue, think about whether this issue is going to be, I mean, six months from now, is this, does this going to matter? And if you can say in six months from now, this isn't going to matter, then it's not an issue and you just need to move past it. It's not yeah, worth for your sure. worry. Yeah, you sound like my dad. My dad used to say always when we drive in the, in like traffic and we swear at other cars, he say, hey, are you going to remember that guy in a couple months? I'm like, no, so then why get mad with him, you know? Ah, I get it. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing to say, yeah. What would you say is the best compliment you've ever received? The best compliment I ever received? I think hearing from like professionals in the music industry that I'm doing a good job or like okay let me explain this because it sounds really weird if if you ask people around you that love music but they're not in the in the industry you know what I mean and you say hey what do you think of this song and it's of course most of your friends will say hey I love this song this is a good song and I always appreciate that, but I appreciate more when, 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 when a professional says to me, your song sucks, but I like that verse, or I like that hook, or I like, you know, that part. And when I'm finishing the whole song and, 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 and the person says, okay, now the song is good, then I'm like, I, can almost, I can't believe it that that person is saying that that's dope. That's, that's the bi biggest compliment ever. If you hear from a professional that you're, you're on the right track or you're, you know, I think that is the m always the compliments I get most bright, right off. I think it's good that, you know, you take the positive feedback and you put ego aside and you let their experience help guide you. into. Yes, exactly. Yeah, for sure. What are some things people seem to misunderstand about you? This is actually funny. I was talking um, with my girlfriend about it, and, and, and I said to her, like, yeah, do you think I'm extrovert or introvert? Or we had, a, we had an, a conversation about that. And when I was a kiddo, when I was younger in school, I would say I'm an, an extrovert, but when I grow up, I realize my closest friends, they will know that I'm introvert. I like to be alone in my studio or, or, or I don't like partying. And that's funny because I used to love partying so much. And I used to be this going out person and crazy person, but I was not me at that time. I think I, I wanted to be someone and also have finding a rush. And you, you're going to find, try to find a rush in, 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 in every possibility in, in yeah, a way. I don't know if that's a good saying, but you know what I mean? Like, and I think people still sometimes mistaking me, like they texting me like, Hey, Lau, let's chill and, and use drugs. And you know, <laughs> I only smoke uh, marijuana or have weed pot. I don't do any hard drugs because it's not me. And that's what people mistaken me sometimes with. 
I might look wild, but I'm not wild. I'm not that wild. I'm actually pretty boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think a lot of people growing up go through that phase where they experiment, and it sounds like you've experimented and realized what's not you, and you've yeah. matured and grown up and developed into a a calm, quiet. I developed into a flower. Into a pretty flower. No, no, I developed. Yeah, thank you. I guess so. And it's scared sometimes, because sometimes you hear stories of other people like, "Oh, my ex was like this, and that is why we break up," and blah blah blah. And I'm like, I was exactly like that, you know. And then, and then, so that's also that's why I cannot blame so many people for their behavior because some people have like bad behavior, but I had that too. But it's funny and it's scared. Like sometimes I'm wondering why I'm not still like that anymore. <laughs> it's weird. Sometimes it's, sometimes you think back, and you're like, "Why did I do that?" But I think everyone has that. I think they do. I mean, I know that I've had a lot of behaviors growing up that I look back on and can't imagine myself even doing that now. And it just comes with maturity. Yeah. Were you were you uh, were you an an, an hyperactive kiddo? Or were you a calm kiddo? I was the stereotypical uh, East Coast, Washington, D.C. troubled child who had the wrong friends who encouraged them to do the wrong things. Thankfully, that ended before I turned 18 because in the States... Oh, yeah, then you're fucked. Yeah. In the Netherlands, um, tour, when you're over 18 and you do dumb shit, you're fucked. I uh, I give great advice because I've been there, done that. I uh, When I was in high school, I was the one that people called when they had an incident, such as I had a friend. His name was Garrett. Mm -hmm. um, Garrett decided to take his parents' minivan out without their permission. Oh, and there he you go. <laughs> hit a car. Ooh. And it was, just, it was just a bump. But he had a small dent and some paint on the car. So I came over, helped him get the dent out, and uh, with rubbing compound, take the paint off the car so his parents wouldn't know. Oh, that's but, uh, good. Lesson you're a, learned. We, we, in the Netherlands, we say you're a strider, like a warrior. Yeah, man, you're good. That's good. That's nice of you that you that. Yeah, I like that. Of course, it's dumb shit what he did, but it's yeah. good that he had a friend that it would help him out before his parents would get mental. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. So what is a normal day like for Laura Kay? Oh my god. I'm so gonna snitch on myself right now. Like like I say, people expect different things, probably. But um, a normal day, it will be probably wake up around late. Let's just keep it that way, late. Because I'm always working till 7 in the morning. So I wake up around 3 or something. I don't drink coffee. I hate coffee. I don't like the smell of it either. It reminds me of my high school teachers, you know. And I wake up. And then I probably trying to get my mind like... I need to watch something stupid when I wake up. Like I need to wake up and see YouTubers uh, talking about shit. Listen to a podcast that, that is just like very um, easy talking and stuff like that. And then I'm opening my um, laptop and I go to work. I'm, I'm working. That's basically it. No, yeah, that's actually my ritual a little bit. Check my phone. 
chill a bit on my phone. You know, you, you say you're not proud of it, but it's it's kind of a, it's acceptable and it's it's not like you're to the yeah. point where you can't function. That that's always what I was saying as well. Like I okay, if you smoke every day, you're a junkie. I'm sorry to say I call myself that as well because you are living on a drug twenty four seven. And okay, so as long as you do your shit uh, in the Netherlands is also very non out, don't want to say normal because it's pretty bad. Kids are getting high. Uh, they don't go to school. They skip school, smoking, and the typical stoner, you know, like don't go to school, uh, go outside, hang with friends, don't go to work, you know, and that is wrong. If you can smoke, still go to work, do your stuff, everything, and uh, it doesn't affect you on a daily basis. Allah, I would say, but the thing is. With stoners, what people forget, if a person takes drugs every day, they do that to to press the feelings down, you know what I mean? Otherwise, if someone smokes every day, they're trying to get rid of another feeling. Talk to a stoner who is... Yeah, how to say it? I don't want to sound rude. Because there are some, eh? Don't get me wrong. There are some people that smoke every day and they're just happy and, you know... Um, of course, I'm, I'm a happy person too. But I know that I have still to figure some things out in life. And I think by smoking, it's like smoking it away. Let's not think about it for a sec, you know? So that's why I'm not proud. It's the same if I say, if I tell you, like, I'm proud of pushing my feelings away every day. I'm not proud of that. I need to face my fucking fears. You know what I mean? Yeah. Life is filled with interesting stories. Tell us about a few of them. Interesting stories. Do you mean like in life or in my job or like in your job in my job funny crazy stories There are a lot of crazy stories. Actually. I remember this one time Me and another producer. We were in the middle of it. We were we were treated like like superstars um, because they might saw something in us and they're like businessmen who wanted i don't know what they exactly wanted but they you know the the craziest part of that is sometimes yeah there, there were a lot of alcohol even drugs like sometimes my my boss or like one of the the bosses or like publishing boss even is came came on in the studio and he was really drunk and and coke had cocaine and and i don't know what what all stuff and they were saying like yo if you need stuff, we'll, f we'll fix it for you. Like if you needed food, they fixed it for us. If you needed weed, they fixed bags of weed. If you, if you, if you, if you said, I need, for example, Coke or something, they would come and they were even like, hey, we can fix you everything. And then sometimes there were rappers in there coming, uh, some, some, some pretty popular rappers as well. And they're crazy. They're like, it's like a party all the time. And sometimes even uh, fights. Like real fights that you're like, oh shit, this even on the phone or something like <laughs> people on the phone, like uh, treading uh, other rappers uh, because um, they said something bad about someone's family member or something. It's like, whoa, it's undescribable what crazy stuff can happen in studios. Like, I think it's interesting because a lot of us don't get the inside behind the scenes. Uh, scoop on stuff like that. Yeah, well, the fun part is it's not normal what I've been through place uh, in that studio because 
we were treated like stars we were we weren't stars so that was weird and they uh, like i'm glad that i had that experience as well because if someone tells me now like hey i'm gonna make you the new superstar i'll be okay heard that before let's let's just see i'm very skeptic about that because of those moments it's not normal actually studio sessions can be they have to be fun especially when you are with rappers if i'm with rappers in the studio it's always it's always fun of course there's some smoking i don't drink alcohol some some boys like to have a beer in the studio and stuff like that but how it went there in the studio is not <laughs> is not the usual well maybe for some people but not for me like <laughs> that that's the craziest uh, experience i ever had i guess yeah maybe that's one of the reasons you developed um into who you are now where moderation and common sense and you want a little bit of normalcy and not the crazy party scene anymore because you've seen what that can result in now the, the, the crazy party scene sometimes i still fantasize of it like of course i still have something like oh it would be so fun to i have the idea and when it comes to it i'm like no i don't want this anymore because i had an issue with too much partying and and too much eh, drugs uh, in the past but I'm happy that I had it because now it's not, it's not, you know, let's, let's just say the hangovers are not worth it. They're <laughs> not worth it. That's one thing for sure. And I don't know. It was an experience. You had it moved on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Basically that. So if I was to grant you three wishes, what do you think you'd wish for? I don't need wishes. I think I'm satisfied, man. And I want to work hard for something. So. If I had a wish, that's hard. Uh, let's say, I wish, like for myself, like like wish for myself. Oh, wish for anything. You could give them away. You could wish for someone else. I wish that there, uh, okay, so there's one wish then. I wish there was no, um, like people die from hunger. Like, you know, I wish that that would stop. Like, because 2021, come on guys. How can people still die from hunger? Like that's. That's that's the, that's the wish, yeah. I think everyone needs food. Like, come on. Everyone deserves to be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. everyone deserves a little bit of food in their stomach. Come on, come on. You know. <laughs> what makes you feel inspired or your like your best self? Shit, that's a good question. If you're doing something, whether it, maybe it's creating music, does that make you feel like your best self because you're utilizing? Your skills, your talents. Yeah, when I wrote a hit, I feel like my best self. Especially when I'm with, with friends. Like, my friends, like my, my studio friends, they would know when I'm excited or when I'm feeling that is a hit. I will be, I will turn hyperactive. I will say bro, like six, I'm like, bro, bro, you have no idea, you know, like, yeah. Then I'm, 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 and when I'm performing, what are some of the moments in your life you would say have defined you as a person? Whether it's having met someone that changed your life or... So what is, what, what is, the, what is the change in my life? I think the change in my life is when... So I'm going back to Uncle Ross. I call him Uncle Ross. I'm going back to Ross because the change in my life for sure was one of the my parents they had a I, I have so much respect for my parents because they had a had a hard time also with me I guess but 
Once my father uh, was saying to his colleagues, hey, my daughter makes music, but she's not going to school anymore. She's probably involved with the wrong friends or, you know, like uh, skipping things she would never skip and blah, blah, blah. So she, he, had s he saw that it was probably going downwards with me. And he brought me to a friend of his. He said, okay, so go, go to this person. She maybe can help you. I was like, Pfft. her name is Kirsten. I said to my dad, Kirsten, how is she going to help me? Now in the end, Kirsten is one of my best friends. <laughs> but Kirsten, she connected me. She, she asked, come have dinner with me, bring your guitar. And I played the guitar for her and she was like almost crying. She said, you have to do something with this. So she introduced me to this rapper called Winne. He's a, he's a rapper in the Netherlands from Rotterdam, also a place where, I'm, where I grew up. And at first, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't know who Winne was, but apparently he was a thing in the Netherlands. And um, so I was like, okay, okay, whatsoever, let's, let's do it, let's go. And then I met him and he said, this is Ras, he introduced me to Ras. And he said, you're gonna make music with him, like if you want, we can put you with Ross and he's a producer because you have talent and you should do something with it. So from that moment, the first session with Ross, it was so cool. And uh, he said to me like, hey, maybe you should uh, go to the Herman Brood Academy, Winne, the, the, the rapper said to me like, eh. And I think that was for me life changing. That, that moment, yeah, for sure. Do you feel that you inspire others in any way? I hope so. Let's just let's just let's just say I hope so because that's my goal in the end. Like, but I want to. So many people are dealing with some stuff. I'm like, more people are dealing with that stuff, and sometimes I even forget that. But no one is alone in the situation they are going through, and that is what I want to. Also with my music, I sometimes have like shocking lyrics. For example, my next song that is coming out is called Let Me Explain. But the lyrics in there, I would say one sentence is like, afraid of my own thoughts, one day want to kill my own love. I might, you know, like there's just a feeling inside of you. And of course, you are not going to do that. But that sounds really, this is, this sounds really bad, huh? <laughs> this no. sounds really bad. No, when I'm thinking about it, it sounds really bad. But uh, it's just, it's not, it's not the killing part but it's the part that you feel so angry with someone you for sure can say sometimes oh i want to kill you you know like yeah. that anger and 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 like with stuff like that in the lyrics like i want to say like you're not alone and it sounds so stupid you know and so cliche but yeah i want to give that to people like hey don't be embarrassed of things because damn you should know more people are like that I think if more people shared what they're actually going through and feeling, yeah, you know, people do open up and people do uh, relate. So, no, I think that's good. I hope that's good. Who are some of your heroes? Who do you look up to? I look up to my girlfriend, for sure. I look up to artists, especially Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse, because of her songwriting, like most of her songs, every sentence she sings is a metaphor. And that's so beautiful, like for real. Um, and if it's with the vocals, I think Justin Bieber and Hayley Williams. Justin Bieber, because he has crazy riffs. 
people was like, ah, Bieber, Bieber, ugh, you know, but no, man. Bieber is one of them, is, is, is like, for me, is like one of the, the most creative artists. Like he produces, plays almost every instrument. He sings damn well. And, and yeah, Hayley Williams from Paramore, because her vocal is so strong, she doesn't need a microphone. And I think that that's so, she's a tiny woman, eh, Hayley Williams. She is a small woman, but volume she has. I think that's something to look up on. Like that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. What would you say is your favorite memory from your childhood? Oh, uh, yeah. I was thinking about it because I thought I forgot. Actually, in the Netherlands, we have this thing called Avondvierdaagse. And so how, how to translate it, if you really, Avondvierdaagse in, in, in English. Um, Avondvierdaagse night four days, like four with one, two, three, four, you know, like night four days. So, so there's like four days. And when you're in uh, a younger school, you know, older kids can walk 10 kilometers and the bit younger kids can walk five kilometers. So what you're going to do with your whole school, you're going to walk a route, a path like a true, true, true city where your school is like you're going to walk five or 10 kilometers. And people would hang buckets out of the window with candy and stuff like that. Or on beside the roads, people are standing and giving candies out or, or like, hey, good job. And in the end, you get a prize as well. And yeah, I think that was so fun because the kids are singing and at that moment when you're a kid and you're you're doing something like that or even if it's a, a school party or something, you just sometimes people forget what it's like to be young. And when I think about that, had that in that moment of your life, you didn't have any worries about paying bills or you're just a kid. You're just a kid and you're really enjoying. And the thing is, it's special because we have those things in some countries kids can't even go to school you know what i mean so i think it's really really f awesome and i'm i'm thankful that i uh that i'm here in the netherlands d doing that you know that was so much fun what would you say is your best character trait no but i think i'm i'm i'm, I'm loyal to the people uh, around me this one time uh my 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 master engineer told me like it's really nice of you that that you want other people to live with you like like i always say i will never be rich and then he said like why i said because if i'm rich people around me would be rich too uh, like the people who believe in me i'm really loyal to them you know what i mean yeah like if it works out it works out and yeah the people who are close to me i'm loyal to them there was a movie that um keanu reeves did a movie um matrix and oh yeah he made so much money towards the end of this the the trilogy that he paid the special effects artists 80 million dollars out of his own pocket because he felt they deserved it yeah, because of how well the movie did that's yeah that's, that's and that sounds like something you would do for sure like i remember i remember so i remember so good like um in the beginning i didn't have money at all so my dad supported me. A shout out to my dad and to my mom because, thank God, for them, I, I, I they supported me with some some stuff. I remember also times like that we didn't have it, uh, and and my dad was like, oh, uh, you know. But my friends still still would help me out for free, and I I didn't have much to give. But then I would give them uh, some candy or you know buy buy you know something small and. Even then, they're like, hey, you didn't have to do that, but 
they they work i think you know what the most sometimes i'm just standing still in life and i'm like thinking about like if you have friends that do do stuff for you and they don't want money and for me that's very special because most people are how do you say that uh ego ego is how egotistical yeah egotistical a bit you know and and they think about themselves but someone some of my friends are like offering a day when they have a day off i'm gonna work for laura but for free like i didn't know that that existed you know like damn that is that is that is that is the one one thing i'm very thankful for for my friends and, and all that yeah I'm thankful of the individual that did the lyrics and music for my intro. <laughs> yeah, but you deserve it, man. You're you're awesome. You're rock. I think the idea uh, you, you, when you told me, "Hey, I want to start a podcast," you know how excited how excited I got. Because if you, I think I am. I love it if someone has a dream or an idea. My dad was was like that as well. If you have an idea, do it. You know, do it, and some people are scared to to create their ideas because people will judge or you know but if you're like hey you know it's funny why i'm so why i'm so excited because normally if someone tells me i want to do a podcast or i want to be an artist then i'm waiting like i'm i'm like okay do it a year later how is it going with your podcast or how is it going yeah yeah I, i don't know i don't know but You told me, I'm going to start a podcast. Next week, you had your first podcast out. Like, bro. Hey, wait a second. Like, for real. I mean, that's... Hard work will pay off. You know? I like that. Thanks. That's, I appreciate Yeah, that's it. good, man. I love it. If you could live in any country in the world, where would you choose to live? Okay, so I've been to the States once when I was like a kiddo to, uh, I think it was Florida, I, th- I think. But I was too young to remember it. But every time when I see a movie or, or a video clip shoot of, of some artist, I see this porch where there's a basketball, uh, uh, how do you say it? Uh, basketball hoop. Yeah, there's a hoop, of a basketball hoop, and uh, uh, kids are playing there, and th- th- there's, a, there's a car in front of it, you know, so you have to watch out the basketball doesn't hit the, hit the car, you know? <laughs> I, th- I love that. Just, uh, I would like that. In a warm country, preferably. You know what funny is? I sing easier in English than I talk. It's really weird. It's like when um, someone with an accent sings such perfect English, and it's because you're singing as opposed to trying to talk and enunciate. Yeah, so so I'm I'm wondering, a eh? question for you. So my 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 songs are in English. Can you hear very very good? Like when I'm talking, you can hear. Okay, she's not from the states. You can hear that probably. You know, but when I sing, can you hear like a huge Like a huge thing that like, okay, she's not from the state. It doesn't matter, of course, because I'm not from the state. I should not try to be someone from the states. But I'm just curious how, how, how it sounds f- for someone that lives actually in the states. So your song, mm-hmm. Heat, you would not know that you were not an American um, because every state has its own 
accent, kind of like in England, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, you know, they have their different areas um, where people come from and they have their different, they can tell where you're coming from based on your accent. Your English is extremely good. Oh, and if I hadn't known where you came from, I wouldn't have known. Really? So no. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy because I have sometimes so much struggling with talking, talking as you can hear. <laughs> yeah. No, the singing's phenomenal. Uh, so th- thank no you, thank there. you. <laughs> and even when you did the cover for Lonely. I really appreciate that it was, that you like that one. That hit different. And I know you don't like doing covers. So what made you choose that song and why did, why did you do that cover? Okay, so first of all, I'm a believer. Like for real. He's a really, like I think we've been there. Me glorying up. Bieber, but um, the reason why I did that cover for me is rare to feel a song which is uh, in the top 40, you know what I mean? Like in the in the, the billboards, uh, top 100 and stuff like that. So, so for me, I, I, I work a lot on music almost, yeah, let's say I work on music every day, like every day. And uh, so when I do a cover, I want to make sure that I know the whole lyrics, etc., etc., etc. The song of Justin Bieber is very easy lyrics, like f- to remember. The lyrics is pretty good to remember, so that was already a thing for me. Like, okay, I can remember this, and I felt that that one, that that song so much. So I'm like, I'm, I'm singing it in the radio, and I'm like, well, why not? So for me, it's like depends on how I feel and. If I feel a song and the day, like, well, maybe I should record a cover, you know? So, yeah, I think that cover, I did it because um, I felt it. You're in your feels I that think day. I felt lonely that day. <laughs> what do you think are some of the unique skills that you possess? Unique skills I possess. I can freestyle, like, really good. Like, if you give me a subject and I grab my guitar, I can freestyle a song, like... I think that is that is something I'm 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 good at. Like your um, quarantine song that you did. Yeah, but like almost all my songs on my Instagram that I'm like the stands freestyle. Like almost all my songs are freestyles. Like, um, so I'm good with mel- melody lines. So mostly when I the, the, those are also the most assignments. Like, can you get a hook for this song? Like the hooks are the parts that that is that comes back and that is um, memorizable. Is that a good word? Memorizable? <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that, that is that is my strength in my job. Would you say that you're most happy when you're alone and able to create? Or would you say you're happier in a group? Depends on how I feel. It's a funny question because sometimes I feel like I need no one around. Just need to be me, my Jay, and my dog. Who's sleeping right now? I was just checking. I forgot about my dog. <laughs> but uh, when I'm when I'm sometimes when I'm alone and I'm like really in my vibe, like I'm in a whole nother world when I'm creating, and I create something good, then I can be like really happy, and be really proud and and send it maybe even some 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 sometimes to some friends like ah oh, I made this. Normally I don't send stuff to my friends, but when I think I made a hit, I will send something. But I could also really enjoy being creating with other people, if, especially if I, if I'm allowed to help a new artist out. That is, for example, I, I met this girl not so long ago, and sh- we reach out to each other like, uh, "Hey, you make music," 
and she recorded here something and it was actually it was nice it was it was good and it was so much fun and i can really enjoy that as well like creating something new with a new person as well or like maybe even w with friends sometimes when, when when we build something from scratch and we hear like hey this is vibey we're all vibing and we're all excited and we're all laughing and happy so it really depends on 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 how i feel that day but i can be just as happy alone as with people what would you say is your biggest failure and what did you learn from that experience my biggest the thing is i don't think of course there are failures but i don't not not a mistake how okay how am i gonna say this the right way not a single mistake is actually mistaken you know what i mean because if you didn't make that mistake you wouldn't grow grow from it like there are no mistakes i don't know how to say it of course there are mistakes but there are no mistakes you know in in america you know basically there's an expression you you learn from your mistakes yeah. um it's it's a lesson if you teach if you look at every mistake you make as a lesson of what not to do next time you're always going to improve for sure yeah but if i'm like if my biggest mistake uh, I think hurting people, I could be a real bitch, let's say that. Uh, the last years I'm doing pretty good, <laughs> luckily. But I remember I, um, I've, I've heard it some people, like I know for sure. So yeah, that, that could have been a mistake. You want to give a big apology to no, the world? A big apology to, to the world. Heard? I think I already did to the people who deserve my apology. <laughs> I, I think I already... Um, I remember sometimes I have this 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 rush in me that's like oh maybe you should text every person that you ever uh, you know <laughs> right now if I have an apology for some no right now I'm thinking of s if I'm forgetting someone or no if you have not heard from Laura she does not apologize <laughs> oh. oh but now if you now if you yeah but now if you're really guilty if I if I if I if I forget someone if she owes you an apology, reach out. She'll make yeah, it. Yeah, but like no one cares. <laughs> 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 like for real, if someone is listening, oh, I'm curious who Laura wants to apologize. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> so if you were to turn back time and you had a chance to talk to your younger self, what lesson would you teach yourself? Don't lie to fit in. That Be true, be to, true yourself. to yourself. Don't lie to fit in. Yes, that's for sure. So is it true Laura is a teacher? Um, so sometimes I'm asking my students, hey guys, do you think I'm a real teacher? And they all say no. They all say no. But sometimes I hear from students that they're like, hey, th thank you for this conversation. It really helped me. Or sometimes I, 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 I luckily get to hear sometimes that I'm sort of a teacher. But I don't see myself as a teacher. I see myself more as a colleague to them because we're in the same world and I don't like the word teacher. <laughs> you're a motivator, you're a sounding board, you're someone that they, they um, can look up to. I hope so. And if not, that's also fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if, if you do, I, I'm, I'm, I feel honored if you do, you know. Have you had any jobs over the years that did not involve oh, music? Many, many. 
Uh, I hated working, especially the nine to five jobs. So I never had a job longer than a year. I can say that. Uh, let's see. I worked. Okay, let's see where did it started. I worked in restaurants. I worked in the kitchen. I worked as a dishing washer thing uh, person. I worked as a cleaner. I worked packing posts in and out. I worked in a cookie factory. Actually, that's no joke. I worked in a cookie factory. Do you know what order picking is? Yeah, that's yeah. boring as fuck. I did that. Yeah, I did name it. And I, I can say I probably did it maybe for two days. <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> How many cookies did you eat when you worked Actually, there? not not so much. No. People say you can. Of course, I did sometimes, but not so much. No, it actually, it was so fun. I went to the Herman Brood Academy, and I remember I saw this guy, and I said, you look familiar. Yeah, you look familiar. Where are you from? He's like, yeah, I'm from Mordrecht. Like, oh, or like Woerder or something. I don't remember. Like, oh, I worked there in the cookie factory. Oh, yeah, and that's so funny because we were talking on work as well. Like, hey, I want to do music. Hey, too, I make music. What do you do? And then eventually he... After two years later, he, he's uh, he's my classmate. That's fun. Do you think you're destined to get into music? I think I'm. I'm not scared to tell my dream out loud. I I want this. Yeah, for sure. I I wanna I wanna make music for the rest of my life. I wanna perform. I wanna inspire. I wanna. I think that the most amazing part is what I would 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 like to reach is, is, when you are. A good big artist huh? y y you are allowed to work with one of the greatest because sometimes I have this idea in my mind but I cannot get it out you know if you have an idea and you're that big and you think oh I, I wanna I wanna have played a piano part in but I cannot play the piano that good then you can call some of the greatest and he just listen and he does it and there are some 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 people that still that I know that can do that but not all of them to make the you know what I mean like so yeah. I think that's that would be the most cool thing to create with, with like really good professional singers and uh, composers and stuff like that I think that's really cool what advice would you give to someone who wanted to get into music stop sitting in your room stop sitting in your room no for real like um stop sitting in your room for me it was um going to other studios and sometimes yeah i i know if you cannot afford it try to go online and uh reach out to other artists hey you make songs i sing can we make something together or uh, but if you have uh the little or maybe save some money up to rent a studio for a day you will see other people in that studio like especially if there is a big building with different studios then you will then you need to get the balls to go up to someone hey what are you doing here what are you making like the, the usual talk but i think that is the most important thing go watch documentaries of, of artists if you want to make money out of what you love to do okay so for example you can sing a bit you can write, you can produce. So, okay, you can do three stuff. Oh, and you can mix your vocals. So what what, what, what can you do? You go on Fiverr.com or Soundbetter or something and you say, I will be your vocal engineer or I will make a beat for you or I will write your song 
or I will sing your song, or I will do a verse, or I will help you with some instruments in your in your song. Or, you know, I can say a thousand ways to get your money from what you do and what you love to do. So, for example, if someone tells me I want to be a superstar and I want to make money. Okay, I'm sorry for all the kids that are listening out here if I ruin your dreams. But no one... Like, how am I going to say this? I know no one... Like, seriously, no one. And I've been in this thing for like seven years. I know no one that made money, like their first money, immediately from the first thing that they brought out. You know what I mean? Or like that they or ever performed or something or, you know? Unless you're the daughter of Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> you, know, or you, or you know what I mean? Like eh? in that position. So the thing is what people do, for example, Shawn Mendes, they make consistent videos every time they put so many hours in there to post videos of themselves singing or whatsoever and then it rolled for them it doesn't come out of nowhere seriously if you want to make money go on beat stars or whatsoever try to sell some stuff so you can generate that money into your own career etc etc so that's it's not enough words what you should not do and do to become who you want to be like your dreams you know or your desires and i've talked too long now on this subject but i, I get mad because sometimes people are like i don't know why i'm not doing this or that or it's because you only see one goal but you need to spread the goal you know what i mean to reach your goal it's really weird baby steps to get to where you need to be that's for sure what i'm trying to say you get projects that you work on with other artists around yes. the world and you're working with new people doing new things different types of music are you are you able to learn things from yes those projects? yes yes for sure you know the ten thousand hour rule you this is no. okay what people say when you uh put uh ten thousand hours of effort in what you love to do like train yourself in that you'll be a pro if you practice 10 uh, 10,000 hours I think it's a 10,000 hours yeah if you did that you'll be a pro in what you do if you train it constantly so if I get an assignment for writing or something I am basically um, teaching myself uh, putting in those putting hours in, putting in those hours and sometimes I get surprised from from someone who sends me a beat in like damn that's good like whoa, and I get inspired from that, and I make, make me, I make a, a lyric that is that is that I'm like wow, this is dope, and and then that teamwork. I actually had an assignment from Volestad. He's from Norway, and that song turned out really good, really, really, really good, and I was so surprised by that. And that song turned out so great that it it was that it is played in in, in on the radio there in Norway like six times a day or something. From an from a stranger I never met, and th I think that's how does it make you feel? That music really is something special, that you can create from a distant, put feels in there from a distant, and let it turn out wonderful. Yeah, that makes me feel good. What are some bands or artists that's influenced you? What are some bands or uh, yeah, for sure, uh, Paramore, um, uh, Amy Winehouse, Justin Bieber, yeah, mostly those three, man. Okay. 
What are some places that you've performed festivals or clubs or concerts? Or... Okay, I actually did two amazing, f for me, big shows. Like, there was the... I will remember those days for the rest of my life. I performed on Wuha, which is actually the biggest hip-hop festival in Europe. And it was sold out. I was standing on the Leo Cube stage. So that was a, a stage uh, for upcoming artists. I was the first because at that time I, I did some reggae stuff. I still like to have the reggae feel in my music, like the dubs in there. But I was the first reggae act ever in six or seven years that is going to perform on Wuha. And the, it was full. The, the, the tent was full. Like no one knew my music because I didn't brought out anything by that time. And the reason I got on there was because of a school from the Herman Brood Academy. We had, we had to do a showcase, a small showcase. And the best showcase out of the class, and I did, I did a hip hop class. So there were rappers and some singers in there. They would be with two or three others performing on Wuha. And I got picked of the, the boss of Wuha was looking and I got picked to play there. And he was saying like, it's the first reggae did that. So that was really, really, really cool and a very, very awesome experience. And then I did for my graduation uh, Echo. And that's, that's a, we say pop podium. How do you say that? It's like um, a little concert thingy. Uh, it's small, but, but it was full. It was full and we had to perform for like uh, an hour or like 45 minutes or something. And people were dancing and vibing on it. Yeah, so so those the, those are the two. And I did some small restaurant acoustic performance here and there, and that was also very very lovely. I like that as well, like small small performance. Explain how you would feel if you were performing on stage in a giant arena, and the audience all of a sudden started joining in and singing the lyrics with you. No, like bro, like we talked. We talked about this before, like I'm always sharing my dreams to you, like, oh, bro, imagine this would happen and imagine that there would be so, like I my fantasies are bright and white. But hey, dreams are there to follow. But yeah, how would I feel? God damn, I need to sit for this one. How would I feel like I told everyone, like everyone's like, Laura, what's your goal? What's your goal? And I'm like, my goal is to stand on a festival or have a have a show like I, I rather prefer festival because more artists are performing so it's like it's more a surprise you know if people are going to watch you or not so i prefer festival i think if i have a festival my first festival and it's full like forty thousand people and then when you hand out them like you know all the artists sing a line bah, 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 and then you know they're they're letting the audience sing you know and I think I would, the first time if that ever happens, I think I would stop, stop like, pull up, pull up, stop the music right now. And I probably, nah, that would be so unprofessional, but I know myself, I probably would cry from, I did it like, whoa, I'm just an ordinary girl that sits 24 seven alone in her studio or my girlfriend's joining me, but she's working on school <laughs> and I've such a normal li life for me, you know, like such a, and then people that I don't know are singing my song. That will be mind blowing. I, I get nervous by the thought. I I'll probably throw up. <laughs> I probably throw up <laughs> like, uh, or faint or something. I've seen artists. Billie Eilish even just stop and 
you know, be overwhelmed with that type of... I can't imagine the feeling. I hope that will be so cool, like performing, people jumping on your song. That will be amazing. If you could have dinner with any three people, living or dead, who would they be? Okay, Amy Winehouse. I keep she comes often here, huh? Hello, Amy. R.I.P. Like for real, that girl was a queen. Like uh, with her to share knowledge. Uh, I want to know her knowledge, of course. With who else? My dog. I love my dog. Yeah, I think my parents. Yeah, because they won. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. What, if anything, are you afraid of or grossed out by? I actually don't want to say this because I'm scared that if people know, they will f fuck me over with it. I'm uh, I'm afraid of snails. Ugh. Like, I'm really afraid of snails. And the song. I'm, I'm afraid of one song. Like, really afraid. It's uh, the Willy Wonka song with the Oompa Loompas. Like, ugh, that, that gives me chills. I'm so afraid of that. How bad do you want to get out and perform live for an audience again? Um, if I practiced with, with my band, then ASAP. But if, 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 like right now, I should practice again. So stupid. But I, I have to practice again. I'm really, I'm really about the practice. When you're performing for an audience and they're vibing with you, what what goes through you? What how do you feel? How does that? What's that experience? That feeling like? is indescribable. Is that a good word? Yeah. Yeah. That that feeling. I can't describe that feeling. That feeling. Y yeah. Rush. It's a rush. It's a really. I love rush. <laughs> I would call myself rush K. Rush K. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> no, but. Um, that feeling is amazing and weird. But when I'm performing, I don't... How to say it? When I'm performing, I forget about that feeling. You know what I mean? Like I'm so f in a hyper focus that I'm, all my anxiety or whatsoever goes away. Like all my fears go away at that moment. And people say they don't recognize me on stage, but in a good way. Like my friends say like, Yo, you are so confident on that stage. I'm super awkward in normal life. Like, uh, terrible. But on stage, you cannot notice it. And for that video you did for the song Heat, which is on YouTube and everybody needs oh, to check you. it out. Go check it out. <laughs> the last scene, um, the kissing scene. How many takes did that one take? Shout out to Miro. Uh, not, not so many times actually, and I'm happy because it was very, very, very scary. But Miro is really professional. She is uh, seriously, I, uh, wow. Actually, I did now, I did two video clips now. The one is still coming out yet, but from all the players I had to play with, it was easiest with Miro because she, we just really clicked. Uh, uh, she... Yeah, she's a really nice person and she's really honest and she was just as scared as I was. So that was, we were both, in, we were both in the same boat, you know what I mean? Like, so we were just like, okay, camera rolls, fuck it, action. And after that we were like, ah, what the fuck, okay, how is that, is it good? And uh, of course the cameraman makes sometimes a joke, oh, I don't think I got that right, but, uh, you know, but, <laughs> but um, no, it went pretty quick, luckily. <laughs> it was like two or three takes, so that was nice. 
tell us about your Spider-Man session and when did that begin? Um, yeah, I love Spider-Man. I think it started when I don't remember the YouTuber's name, but I saw this YouTube guy and he was explaining me why Spider-Man is so great. And I was like, oh shit, he is. <laughs> he is fucking great. Yeah, I like I just like the way he looks and the way especially the the first film how how he became Spider-Man, how he is. I'm more um fan of the way he looks. I'm also fan of the movie, don't get me wrong, but I'm just fan of the way he looks, the colors and just the way he looks. It looks just really cool. He is a normal guy with normal yes. problems. But and super cool. <laughs> yeah. How would you feel if you were asked to perform vocals for a Spider-Man movie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a new goal. Thank you for that. Holy shit. Wow. That would be a dream coming true, of course. Like that would be um that would be sick. That would be really sick. Is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you feel that needs to be said? No. Pretty well done now. Right? Did you wanna? Did you wanna try to come up with anything on your guitar? You wanna? Or? You wanna hear something? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Want. Okay, do. so let's do the acoustic version of Heat, right? Let Let's do that. Okay. Okay, so. Rumble, rumble. No. Okay, I'm gonna play you guys a little bit of Heat. <clears throat> All right. Okay. I have to take my bracelet off because you will hear that all the time otherwise. Okay. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Talking through the phone all night long. Your voice stuck in my head like a little love song But is it right? Is it right? I should try to find out I feel the chemistry rocking over my body Electricity song acoustic, acoustic, i do too I, I, I might i might should drop acoustic version as well right yeah. yeah i think you need to put out some more uh little videos and let everybody get a taste of what you're capable you know what? of because it's amazing i might do that right now after this thing <laughs> you gave me an idea maybe i should put heat acoustic out there i do want to appreciate you taking time out of your day and coming on i want to appreciate Knowing you, you're a wonderful human being, and I think everybody needs to 
get the chance to to know you and listen to you. Thank you so much, bro. Like that, your words are always so kind. I want to thank you, man, for for pulling this thing off the way you do it. Like it's so natural. It's it's. I'm proud of you, man. And and thank you for for guessing me over, man. And thank you for being my friend for sure. Like for real, man. No, I appreciate having you as a friend. Same, same here, man. For sure. So peace out. This was uh, Scooter and K, Laura K. <laughs>